AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Crush. If you hear weird sounds, do you hear that? Well, there's weird sounds on my end, too. Does it sound like... You hear that? Sounds like a seal. Oh, no. What is that? Well, we have uh, across the street, there was a water main that burst, and they're out there working on it, so I think my pipes are just making noises. Got it. I have a small child uh, making noises in my living room. I heard those baby noises, Noel. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yep. Give me more. I got them. Give me crying, give me cooing, give me all that good stuff. She's about to be three. She's not fully baby town. Oh, okay. Um, she's a delight. I, I think I've talked about this. My daughter has a sort of like a work day on Wednesdays to do homework and outdoor activities and stuff. And um, my ex uh, and dear friend is um, in a work transition thing where she's having to work on Wednesdays. So my daughter watches her baby sister on Wednesdays now while I'm working. And then when I'm off, I kind of go out and hang with them and uh, we eat lunch and stuff. But it's really, really sweet. I kind of forgot what, what I really like little kids. <laughs> Little fun. kids are the best. Mm-hmm. All right, Noel, we're short on time, so we're going to get cranking here. This is our final spooky mini crush of the season. Yeah, uh, we are going to wrap it up with some Halloween horror content, and we'll see how much time we have here. I definitely have time for two segments, uh, or you have time, but uh, let's just go ahead and dive in. I yeah. asked the movie crushers very plainly, Noel. Uh, I want to know about a scene or a movie in general that truly disturbed you. 
like way beyond scared movie that really got under your skin in a, in a disturbing way. And uh, I'll let you think on your answer while I go with uh, Jenna Van Valen, the original Pet Cemetery. Old man gets down on his hands and knees to look under some furniture. And the little kid slices through his heel with a blade. <laughs> Makes me queasy just remembering it. Haven't watched it since I was a teenager. And yeah. I still can't shake it. And Jenna got the most uplikes and hearts and uh, replies from easily that iconic on my list. scene. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. The, she said the heel makes me gag and I never gag is what Jenna follows up with. It's also a close up. Like uh, you just, uh, it, it just, it's that, it's that, that tendon. It would like disconnect so much shit in your body that would just render you like jelly like or something, you know? And then he falls down and then the little kid chews his throat out. And I, I just saw that movie way too young, way too young. Uh, and it really messed me up. <laughs> uh, Leah Mitchell commented and said, that I never let my feet dangle when I'm on the bed for this exact, exact reason. Mm-hmm. Not about to get cut by a baby zombie. New. No. All right. One of our old friends, Austin Handler says, not a horror movie, but Pink Floyd's The Wall when I was in high school uh, fucking terrified me. Uh, even thinking about the music and the vocals from the courtroom scene still gives me willies 30 years later. That's such a cool scene. And that, that piece, it's called The Trial. Good morning, um, the one Mrs. your honor. Yes, exactly. It's so good. I know. Sorry, and Austin. And like, the, the judge looks like a giant butthole, kind of, you know? like Yeah, very much. It's, it's intense, man. Gerald Scarf animation on that is, uh, it's next level weird. Uh, Tyler Peters says, when I was young, the scene that truly horrified me was the beetle crawls under the guy's skin and the mummy. Had nightmares for years about that one. Oh, interesting. Not one I think of as like a super shocker because it's sort of a PG-13, but that that is a little creepy. As a lot of people have bug aversions, too. I could see that. Uh, old friend Caroline uh, Emily mm. says everything about the doppelgangers uh, characters in Us, uh, specifically, uh, I never know how to pronounce her last name. Lupita, is it Nyango? Nyango, I believe, yes. Her voice, right? Yeah, she says that her doppelganger character had nightmares for a week. Yeah, she was creepy. I mean, all the doppelgangers were good, but uh, their movements and the way they kind of handled themselves is all very well done. I like that movie. I thought it was good. I liked it, too. I think it got unfairly slagged because it wasn't Get Out at all. It was a little it was it was different in in where it went. And I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun and scary. It felt like a Twilight Zone episode in terms of the twist. You know what I mean? But I, I loved it. I, I very yeah. much enjoyed it. Well, and now that we know a little bit of his background and he's doing the Twilight Zone now that he's clearly like a fan of that kind of uh, that genre, which I am as well. Very old school. Uh, Bennett Duckworth was disturbed about the dead baby in train spotting uh, and haven't viewed it since. And now that I'm a parent, I don't plan to. Probably a good right. idea, Bennett. That was fucked up. Chuck, we've talked about stuff where you you kind of turn a little bit when you become a parent. For things sure. that maybe you were okay with or could have given a pass to, now it's sort of like off the table. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Josh and I did an episode on a, on a disappearance and stuff you should know of a of a young girl that uh, we had. <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And I did it anyway. And I was pretty not into that episode. And it's pretty clear, I think, afterward. Because we even had people that wrote in and said, Chuck, you clearly weren't into that episode. Why did you do it? Um, so that wasn't my best effort. I should have risen above it. But it was about a girl who disappeared. And then I have a really hard time with that stuff now. Well, not that I ever thought imagine. it was great. 
Oh, well, whatever. You no, know what imagine, I mean? It really oh, hits totally. Home. Yeah. As, as you can imagine with stuff that I want you to know, we do all kinds of grisly stuff like that. And we recently did an episode about a child murder in Europe. And it was, uh, you know, the guy they've found to have done it ended up having like all of these crazy Polaroids of children like in his van. And it was just, I had to stop midway through and kind of collect myself a few times. So yeah, yeah it's tough. Uh, Emily Simon says this movie is not well known, but the woman very disturbing and creepy film, more psychological horror than supernatural. I think it's worth a watch if you're interested in something outside the box, but fair warning. It's pretty gory. And Danny Michael commented and said, Emily, that movie is fucking bonkers. The woman. Yeah. I think it's about like a, a feral woman that's kept in like chained in a basement or something like Ew, that. I see. Yeah. The, Interesting. That's like disturbing. And, you know, insane kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you hear that seal in here? Huh? Oh, my goodness. Huh? <laughs> you hear that? I do. I actually don't hear it on my end because I have the headphones kind of low. Uh, okay. But, I, bet, uh, I bet the listeners will hear it. Oh, yeah. A little treat for you. Real life, everyone. Uh, Anna Serjan or Serjan says the bathtub scene. From Nightmare on Elm Street, I only caught part of the movie as a young kid. I could only uh, take showers for several years after seeing that. But then you got Psycho fucking you up. So what are you just going to not bathe? Bathtubs are ruined. Showers are ruined. I used to be scared there was a shark in the pool. Yeah. When I was was a kid. That's pretty common. It's that vulnerability. Something about the water and the unseen thing beneath the surface that that can be triggering and and make you feel really vulnerable for sure. What kind of pools were you swimming in, Noel? Well, no, not the pool situation, but <laughs> okay. definitely in the bathtub but, sure. or the ocean. You know, like the ocean's yeah. always kind of freaked me out. Yeah, I think a lot of people get freaked out by the ocean. I love swimming in the ocean. But when you're swimming in the ocean and something bumps up against you. Nope. It's always a little bit like, uh. I swim in lakes too, Noel. I'll swim in anything. Chuck likes to swim. I just like getting in bodies of water, natural bodies of water, no matter how cold they are. It's exhilarating. Got it. Got it. It's like the guy in uh, My Octopus Teacher is free diving and without a wetsuit in very, very cold water. And he said, there's something that happens after a couple of minutes, your body adjusts and then it becomes a different thing entirely. And I totally agree. You just got to get through that initial blast of cold. Uh, Keith Workman says, I could not handle the scene where Tony Collette was banging her head against the ceiling in hereditary. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I was genuinely concerned for my health. That's interesting. I know that a lot of people had very visceral reactions to that movie, and I did, certainly. We've talked about it because of the child angle, not to spoil anything, but there is something about that animalistic performance that she gives in that film that is just very, uh, it gets you somewhere deep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 
This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, our old friend Amanda Caron says the opening scene with the parents in Midsummer, the buildup and seeing the sister, truly disturbing. Uh, you know what, Noel? I know you and I both kind of agree about that movie. I'm going to give it another go soon. I'm going to give it a shot and see what I think. Because I've heard other people say, I didn't love it the first time, but I really liked it better the second time. Mm-hmm. I would also like to do that. And again, I think, Chuck, we didn't like hate it. No. We we just, there was some parts about it that were left us a little cold, but I think we both had things about it that we liked for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I, I, th- I might even be down, even though I had problems with the length, with that director's cut if it's out, because I don't know. I, I usually think director's cuts are the way to go. So uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, Joshua uh, Lagunas is right on the money, Noel, when he says the scene from Bone Tomahawk. Uh, one of those moments where you think, certainly they won't show it, and they did. Uh, I won't spoil it. If you haven't seen that movie, it's a great, great movie and a fucked up scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen the scene in question just as a YouTube poll. Oh, you haven't seen haven't, the movie? I haven't seen the whole movie. but The movie's uh, great. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's Yeah, it's tough. And uh, yeah, I guess, is that on YouTube? Ooh. The scene is, yeah. The just type in if you want, just type in bone of tomahawk scene. Scene. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, probably the one. It's, it's the one. Yeah, it's the one. Uh Sean McFarland, uh top fan and old pal, says the tape that is circulated in the movie The Ring totally fucked me up. Nothing really scary, just incredibly creepy and disturbing. When the woman in the tape locks eyes with you, my God, it gave me chills. It's well done. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah, I saw that movie back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that was one. That was one of the rare examples where, like, an American remake of a Japanese horror was actually better than the original. Typically, I I, I don't find that to be the case. But yeah. the original Ringu is okay, but the remake is like it kind of takes it to the next level, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, new pal, welcome to the show, Matt Desbarbo. He says something about the movie The Strangers, where he pushes that knife so slowly into one victim that's tied up. Didn't like that one bit. Yeah, a very slow, uh, there was a very slow stabbing in Ex Machina as well that was very effective. Right. And stabbings get me. I know they get you. They do. And the slow one in particular, I I, I, I was watching a, I follow a bunch of schlocky horror type pages on uh, Instagram. And there's one, a movie called Curtains from like the 80s. I, I know that movie. I didn't see it, but I know it. I saw a trailer for it, and there's a there's a slow stabbing just in the trailer, and it gave me the willies for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. 
Dogs are now barking at the workers. Seal is squeaking. It happens. This is really great. <laughs> We're working live here, folks. Uh, let me see here. Leonard Countryman, great name, says, Sinister, when the kid starts the mower and runs through the rain in the dark and his parents' heads are sticking out of the ground, gets me every time. Oh, boy. Well, there are spoilers in here. I guess we should have said that at the beginning, but surely people know if we're talking about uh, specific movie scenes. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Kendrick says this, Noel. The movie Don't Breathe and the Turkey Baster. Didn't foresee that Ugh. twist, and I thought about it for a few days afterward. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Did I see that? Was that the one where they uh, break into the house of the blind yes, man? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a pretty well done. It was great. Movie. Yeah. It was really good. I liked it. Who was Quite that? Enjoyed. Oh, that was the dude who did the uh, the Evil Dead remake, right? I think that's right. Chuck. Yes. Um, Federico Alvarez. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be doing something again soon. There's so many great new soon. horror film directors, Noel. Uh, good. New masters from Ari Aster to Robert Eggers. Uh, you you might throw in the horror genre uh, and Jennifer Kent, my God, who did the Babadook, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Really great, great people it's working. It's been a today. minute since the Babadook. Has she done anything since? I don't think so. And you know what I haven't seen is uh, the uh, the Nightingale, which is another movie that she did, which is supposed to be really scary. But I have not seen that one yet. I think it's so interesting when, like, it's uh, someone picks a genre so specifically like that, you know, as a as a new filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, I, it makes sense, I guess. That, you know, people get obsessed with genres and stuff. But um, I, I did think it was interesting that Ari Aster sort of didn't choose horror. He just sort of like decided to pivot the script that he'd already written into horror. And now he's sort of this horror guy, but I wonder if right. he'll stick with that or if he'll just like do like a period piece or something. That's not horror at all. Maybe actually Nightingale was after Baba Duke. Uh, set, oh, set in the 1825 penal colony of Van Diemen's land, present day Tasmania, a wow. young female convict seeking revenge for a terrible act of violence committed against her family. Ooh, I'm going to see that one. Oh my goodness. I didn't know she had a follow up. Yeah, that sounds great. Heck Yeah. Way down, way down with that. Uh, let me see here. Uh, another vote for Pet Cemetery. Uh, Alia Ferrier says, I'll be forever afraid of my kids near any kind of road thanks to Pet Cemetery." Yeah, that's kind of how it opens up, right? It is. Isn't that new well, beginning? N- well, no, the road is like, that's the whole big twist where, well, not the twist, but like the, it's a big crusher uh, that, that leads to some of the action of the movie. But uh, Fred Gwynn, who plays don't um, go in there don't go to the road loss <laughs> don't go to the road loss uh sam comer old pal says seven when they find sloth tied to the bed skin and bones mouth open teeth exposed presumably dead for a while but spoiler alert spoiler alert nope gasp for air and he's alive yeah that was pretty pretty creepy moment seven was uh seven was a good movie i liked it Great movie. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I have either. a feeling that it holds up because it was so, yeah. it was such a like edgier th- version of the types of thrillers that were out. There was, a, there was a big run on creepy serial killer game type movies, you yeah, know, where there's like a cat and mouse thing, but that one really took it to the next level. I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, Nathan Van Ziel says top fan and old pal says, the scene from one hour photo that it's revealed that Robin Williams has been keeping the family's pictures for a very long time. 
the pan up to the wall is truly unsettling. Yep. That was a pretty good movie. It was. Yeah. Nice little creepy indie. Um, appreciated Robin Williams being willing to go that route, knowing that he was sort of this beloved comedic goofy guy. And yeah. then he, he certainly had some, some range. Yeah, absolutely. RIP. Uh, Marty Willis oh, says this. Welcome to the show, Marty. Uh, the decapitation scene in high tension. Uh, I think it was within the first five minutes too. Oof. Yeah. Did you see that? No, uh, hot tension. Yeah, wasn't it with like a bandsaw or something, or like a like a buzz saw, or was it a wire? A I don't wire? remember. I, I, don't I did know. see the movie, but um, it was it was it's a great movie. It hasn't come up yet, Chuck, but it, it's certainly been. It was a topic on the the Crushers page. I don't remember what context I, I referenced it, but we were talking about the movie Audition, sure, the, uh, Takashi Miike movie. Yeah, and that's 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 that for me. Yeah, because the movie just shifts so hard from this one thing to this other really intensely severe kind of traumatic horror that it catches you off guard and you're not prepared for what you're about to see. And there's a scene of dismemberment that uh, is so creepy and uh, subverting the typical roles of, of what you would think of as being like the torturer and the torturee. And it's done with this gentleness that makes you just want to die. <laughs> <laughs> the woman that's doing it. Yeah. She's saying like, deep, 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 deep. <laughs> Great like, movie. Oh, my God. But some people were talking about it on the Crusher's page. About I saw how, that. Somebody yeah. was like, what did you make me watch, Noel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. No, that one made me get up and walk out of the room when I first saw it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's finish up with this. Uh, Wesley Doyle, The Nightingale. Uh, speaking of Jennifer Kent. Oh, boom. He just says the baby scene won't even describe it. So, Oh, my God. I don't, okay. That's... I did want to see it, but I be don't on know. the lookout for a baby scene. Baby stuff is tough. It is tough. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
Uh, all right, Noel, we're going to move on to our second and probably final segment here. Um, I wanted to know what people think is the best overall horror franchise as a whole. And you got to include everything, all iterations, remakes, reboots, sequels. You can't say like, well, the original Friday the 13th, but I didn't like the remakes. I want to know what people think is the best all time horror movie franchise. Do you have one? Huh? You know, I'm not so much a franchise guy. Like, I mean, I think some of them are fun. Texas Chainsaw is fun, but the, but the first one's its own thing, and then the rest of them are kind of become something else. Same with Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, the first one's genuinely pretty scary, and the rest of them pivot to being this kind of, like, goofy, one-liner, Freddy making dark yeah. humor jokes and stuff. It's tough uh, for them to hold up. And it doesn't have to be a huge, like, it can be, like, a two- or three-movie run, and that counts as a franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think with horror, they they know they can print money, so they just keep keep going till they get bad and yeah. then they reboot them and those may not be great. That's right. Uh, but you know what I'm going to go with Noel? I'm going to go mm. with Halloween because the original Halloweens were really good. The season of the witch was really interesting kind of through modern eyes. Odd, odd choice, but very, it does hold up in an interesting way. No. I think the Rob zombie stuff was okay. And then I think the reboot that they just recently did was really good. So as a big package, I'm going to go with Halloween. I mean, I, this is maybe too satirical or on the comedy side, but Evil Dead, all of those well, are great. Yeah. But I mean, that's sort of a different animal, kind of, you know? Yeah, but you're right. Those are all great. And even though I didn't watch, I only watched a few episodes of the TV show. I, I enjoyed that. I just sort of fell away from it. It happens. Uh, but we're going to start out with our oldest of friends, the wonderful and winsome Stellan Carlson. He says, I would say Hellraiser because even the lesser sequels treat the franchise with some respect, i.e. they don't turn the villain into a cartoon character. I'm looking at you, Freddy and Chucky. Uh, But I'm biased since we baldies with 1,000 needles on our faces got to stick together. (laughs) So Stellan is uh, is, is many, many piercings uh, on his beautiful face. And uh, that's very funny, Stellan. I love it. You got to stick together. Uh, Linnea Barnett, one of our old pals, says, Final Destination, and I will die on this hill. First one is a truly great horror movie, but with every sequel, it gets goofier and more over the top. Uh, and I just love them so much. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. I haven't seen those movies, but I, I, I like if it's, I think that's a direction you can go in horror and still maintain your integrity is just to get goofy and weird and fun, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, and then that's the thing. Like, I mean, we were talking about Evil Dead. The first one, you know, there's this can be debated, but the first one I think was trying to be a genuinely scary movie, and then they realized that what made it succeed was the fact that there were parts of it that were kind of over the top and goofy, and then they really leaned into that for for two and three, and that's what makes us love it. I think two is people's favorite. One is sort of like an afterthought. Three is is probably second favorite. Yeah, love Army of Darkness. And Matt Beeman uh, chimes in. Thanks, Matt, for saying Evil Dead, hands down. Love all the movies, even the reboot, for being a reboot and not a retread. Even the TV series was great. I did not see the reboot, uh, the one we were just talking about. I did not see that. Now, that's, again, that's that's them trying to make it real scary. Right. You know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sean McFarlane, one of our oldest of friends, says, I really love the Saw movies. Another ladder sequels went off the rails a bit. But I love how inventive the murder contraptions were. That's why that's the only reason anybody ever cares about those movies. 
like, what, what are they going to come up with this time? You know, the first one I think genuinely has a cool twist and is a cool story. Yeah. And then it just becomes the murder machines, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian Bowers always chimes in with evil dead, by the way, uh, Eve Elizabeth Lee, one of our top fans and old pal says the exorcist. Yeah. The second one is goofy, but the awesomeness of the other two cancel it out. Nothing for real. Nothing creeps me out like Mercedes McCambridge's voice. Some great acting in the third one, too. Brad Dorif and motherfucking George C. Scott. Yeah. Uh, I knew we'd get a vote for Nightmare, uh, the Nightmare series. Kat Giambruno says Nightmare on Elm Street. The third movie, Dream Warriors, has a Dawkins song. Beat that other franchises. (laughs) That's true. We're the Dream Warriors. Oh, custom for the movie? Yeah. You don't know that song? No, no, not at all. Yeah, it, it was custom for the movie. That's amazing. Another vote for Evil Dead from Joshua Enman. But he also says this for pure horror, the ring pretty much helped uh, is pretty much the gold standard. Despite the most recent entry in the American franchise. Are they still making those? I guess it's been a minute. I didn't think there were more than two, but maybe there are. I don't know. Uh, They could be doing those straight to uh, VOD type of things now, you know. Maddie Baldwin says, I love all things scream. The slight comedic tone. Combined with the slasher movie is just perfect. And yes, I love all the sequels. Yeah, the Scream movies are pretty good. Uh, Michael Ormond agrees. Scream might have gone off the rails a little bit, but uh, the Scream series was always great. Yeah, the, again, though, that's like that, that's it's it's so meta. Yeah. It's like it's it's definitely satire. Uh, at least the first one's super hardcore, and then after that, it becomes like a cash in. But you like the second one, I believe, quite well. Yeah, Scream Two is fine. And then I, the third I like the one, I just one the most. seemed forgettable. But the first one is just, it was very unique at the time. Where's Annie sure. Reese when we need her? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Someone agrees. Nathan L. Rombalski says the Halloween franchise. Couple of duds and some complicated timelines, but the series holds up. I agree. Probably helps that I'm in the process of an October rewatch of all of them. It's fun to revisit these movies every year, isn't it, Noel? It is. I'm not, I don't have too, too much nostalgia for that kind of stuff. I'm more like to discover new things. I know a lot of people like do these, you know, rewatches around this t- time of year. Uh-huh. Um, but it's definitely, I also like watching just like garbage schlock ones like Phantasm and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the Puppet Master uh-huh. and things like that. Sure. I'm a big fan of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm watching for Friday and I think that this will be, yeah, it just, had come out before this is released but uh return of the living dead a movie i haven't seen before with the great joe garden we're going to talk about that on tomorrow is that the mall one i don't know i haven't seen it okay. uh kenneth hannon one of our old pals says the universal monster movies of the 30s and the 40s he said it counts as a franchise because they tied it all together and abbott costello meet frankenstein okay i'll buy that uh steve devries agrees about final destination Franchise took a turn that was so delightful and goofy. I need to see those at some point, I guess. A lot of Evil Dead fans in here. Good, good. I'm glad I wasn't off base in uh, including that. It's weird. Like it's like I said, it's not pure horror, but it's it's got horror. It's definitely horror. You yeah. Know, but yeah. Uh, our old pal, the danger of and Gail Kuntz says stupid, obvious choice, but the Halloween franchise. I said that too, Gail. Uh, do some of them suck major butthole? <laughs> oh, Koontz, what are you doing? Such filthy language. <laughs> I'm going to send you some soap. Some Emily soap. Put it in your mouth. Uh, sure. 
they suck major butthole, she says. But for me, it's an ultimate must watch. All of them. Yeah, I agree. I'm just giving you a hard time. Boy, Scream and Evil Dead are winning the day, Noel, in a big way. Yeah. Because of, it's because of the consistency of the quality, in my yeah, opinion. I think That's so. why I, my mind went to Evil Dead, because so many of these, like, oh, the first two are cool. But a lot of times, the second one of a big hit first movie sucks, because they ram it through. Like, uh, they, they try to make it, like Jaws 2, not good, you know, because they just tried to ram it through. Jaws 1, obviously, classic. Yeah. Yeah, uh, what I haven't seen in here yet is a Friday the 13th. Because those are so wildly all over the place. I guess so. No one's down with those as a whole. And even the first one, not like a great movie, you know? not yeah. It's it's definitely a B to uh, Halloween's A, you know? Uh, yeah, and I think quality. part two was, I mean, I think Friday the 13th, I haven't seen them all. This is where we need like Joe, uh, Joe in here, but... And Ramsey, I think, has seen all those. But I think the first, like, three or four of those were pretty good. Uh, Robert Paulson, one of our old friends, says, Dracula is always great, even camp. No, it's not a series, but the book and character has been done so many times. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that counts, Paulson. Uh, Anna, our old friend, uh, Anna Shrestha, says, People are saying Conjuring, and I have to agree. Uh, it gets a little too sentimental at times, at the, and the endings are kind of meh, but overall solid and scary movies. I don't... I think I might have seen the first Conjuring. Is that Lily Taylor? The actor? Yes. I don't know her super well, um, but I really enjoyed it. Someone was asking on the Crushers page about horror movies to to watch with like a youngster that's trying to get into horror. And I think I recommended that only because it's PG-13. But so many of those PG-13s are still damn scary uh, and probably not for, for the youth always. But yeah, that, and really great. Great one. Uh, Conjuring was not Lily Taylor, by the way. That was that other one. Uh, Conjuring was uh, Vera Petrikos and Vera Farmiga. I think I did see The Conjuring. Oh, no, she isn't it. Sorry. Lily Taylor. Stop screaming at your radios, everyone. Your transistor radios. <laughs> uh, Jesse Groom says the child's play movies. Uh, Joshua Ramsey agrees with Stellan, says Hellraiser. Yes, I even enjoy the later crummy ones. Guilty pleasure. Oh, here we go. Our old pal Zach Pointer says Friday the 13th. Because of the campiness of it all. Uh, yeah, I knew someone would, would get in there at some point. Uh, Charles Ogan says the Living Dead movies all have something good in them. Uh, let me see. The Hangover. Oh, come on. Uh, Eleni uh, Calamara says the It franchise. Okay. Interesting. I guess that would count the the TV, the Tim Curry version. Yeah. If we're counting all iterations, which you thought was silly, right? Well, that being said, I think I've also talked about the fact that when I was a kid, it get, kept me up nights like it absolutely wrecked me. But I rewatched it with my daughter a couple of years ago, and it just does not hold up. She thought it was comical, like she's just literally laughing and pointing at the screen the whole time. And there's yeah. nothing even remotely scary about it. Um, it just does, didn't age well. But I don't know. Do you consider that part of the? Fr- I mean, yeah, I guess it's a reboot. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said all iterations must be yep. counted. That's right. You cannot toss um, any. Two of the new one was just so messy, so messy. It felt very rushed through, and uh, I, I didn't really hate it, but it was also kind of like, okay, let's get to the point. I still uh, haven't seen that. Yeah. The one with the kids, the first one was, was fun uh, and pretty well done, in my opinion, but the second one was just a bit of a slog. Mm, I guess I have to see it, don't I? Yeah, you have to. It's required. Right. Uh, another vote for Friday the 13th from uh, Steiner. Christopher Steiner, one of our old friends, says ranges from horror to comedy. Some of them are very laughable. 
I think if you have fun with it, then, you know, it doesn't have to be the scariest thing in the world. Uh, Steve, Stephen Crabtree, one of our top fans, says, Mr. Vampire, Hong Kong's premier hopping vampire film series that culminated in a God's Must Be Crazy crossover. What? I've never heard this, Noel. That sounds what? nuts. This exists? That's what he said, Mr. Vampire. How can it cross over with a God's Must Be Crazy? That is crazy. <laughs> Maybe that's the crazy. point. The producers must be crazy. Um, yeah, I, I've never even seen The Gods Must Be Crazy. Is that the one? Like, it, what, is this sort of like a faux documentary kind of? Or Gods Must Be Crazy was a very small movie in the eighties. I want to yeah. say where uh, I think like a Coke bottle falls out of an airplane. That's right. Somewhere in Africa, and they yes. Yes. end up worshiping this thing. Got it. Maybe interesting. Yeah, the, 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 I, know, I remember. I remember. I remember the like Coke that. bottle. All of that's ringing ringing a bell. Don't know that I ever watched the whole thing, but but was aware of it, yes. All right, Noel. Well, we lose you in two minutes, so that we means do. the show is over. It's a short one, everyone. It's okay. But I do want to say we did not get to uh, favorite uh, all-time best Halloween costumes, movie-related costumes that you've gone as. And uh, the, I'm going to leave that up because people have posted a lot of great ones. And then on the Movie Crushers page... Um, the thread was started uh, that could allow pictures. I can't, there's something about a quote unquote fan page that you can't have uh, people comment with photos. Oh, I don't know why nothing I can do. I don't like have a switch I can turn on and off. So uh, someone started that thread on the movie crushers page though. And there's a lot of great photos of the crushers in their movie related Halloween costumes over the years. And they're great. I like it when a new franchise really takes hold and you start to see like group costumes. Like uh, I've, I saw a good one for Midsummer actually, where people are wearing the the dresses and Absolutely. the flowers and holding the mallets and stuff, you know, totally. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot of fun every Halloween. Cause for that very reason, people pick up on the new stuff. I would love to see one of those dresses. That's a good chance for creativity right there. Agreed. So uh, thank you everyone. This has been a fun, scary Halloween month. Uh, Noel, I think you might be hopefully going to sit in on one more round table that we haven't yet recorded. Awesome. But this is it for the minis for Halloween. And, uh, and I look forward again to next year. These are always a lot of fun diving down the horror, thriller, terror aisles of the, the horror hole, the horror hole, the murder hole. Yeah. So, uh, thanks to you, buddy. And, and, uh, thanks to you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee, sounds perfect. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.